الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the explanation of riyad al salihin and we have reached hadith 36 we have reached hadith 36 we still under the chapter of patience وعن ابي عبد الرحمن عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله عنه قال كأني أنظر إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يحكي نبيا من الأنبياء صلوات الله وسلامه عليهم ضربه قومه فأدموه ضربه قومه فأدموه فجعل يمسح الدم عن وجهه وهو يقول اللهم اغفر لقومي فإنهم لا يعلمون اللهم اغفر لقومي فإنهم in this hadith, the Prophet Abi Abdul Rahman Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, as if I am looking at the Prophet وسلم, while he was speaking about one of, of the Prophets whose people have beaten and wounded him whose people have beaten and wounded him. And he was wiping the blood of his face and saying, O Lord, forgive my people as they don't know. O Lord, forgive my people as they don't know. This is an agreed upon hadith. This hadith, the pro- in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ uh, speaks about something which took place with the Prophets and the Prophets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entrusted them with the message because they are fit and suitable for it as Allah the Most High said in Surah Al-An'am chapter 6 124 Allahu a'lamu haythu yaj'alu risalatahu Allahu a'lamu haythu yaj'alu risalatahu and Allah knows best with whom to place his message. And Allah knows best with whom to place his message. So they are suitable and fit in forbearing, in forbearing, and in proclaiming the message, and inviting people to it, and enjoining Al-Ma'roof, what is right and forbidding what is evil and being patient on that and the Rusul alayhim salatu wassalam, the messengers may Allah salam, be upon them were hurt and were harmed by sayings and by actions even it reached the extent of being killed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made that clear in his book حَيْثُ قَالَ لِنَبِيِّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Where he said to his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم As in Surah Al-An'am Chapter 6 Verses 34 and 35 34 and 35 وَإِنْ كَانَ كَبُرَ عَلَيْكَ إِعْرَاضُهُمْ فَإِنْ اسْتَطَعْتَ أَنْ تَبْتَغِيَ نَفَقًا فِي الْأَرْضِ أَوْ سُلَّمًا فِي السَّمَاءِ فَتَأْتِيَهُمْ بِآيَةٍ 
ولو شاء الله لجمعهم على الهدى فلا تكونن من الجاهلين Verily many messengers were denied both before you but with patience they bore the denial and they were hurt till our help reached them and none can alter the words the decisions of Allah surely there has reached you the information the news about the messengers before you if they are aversion from you O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then if you were able to seek a tunnel in the ground or a ladder to the sky so that you may bring them a sign and you cannot do that so be patient and don't be of the ignorant ones so it was the wisdom of Allah the Most High which entailed that they be belied so that what? so that the truth becomes distinct from falsehood after confrontation with it the prophet in this hadith والسلام, spoke about one of the prophets who was hurt by who was hurt by his people they were they have beaten him and wounded him they didn't do so except that because of their denial of him until they wounded him and so he used to wipe the blood of his face and saying Allahumma aghfir li qawmi fa innahum la ya'lamun O Allah forgive my people as they don't know and this is the utmost of patience this is the utmost of patience because if a person is beaten on something from the, which is of worldly nature he will get extremely he will get extremely angry and will avenge from the one who beats him and here is a prophet who invites to Allah and he is not being paid and compensated for that for any worldly compensation yet they beat him until they make his face bleed and he wipes the blood and says Allahumma aghfir li qawmi fa'innahum la ya'lamun O Allah forgive my people as they don't know this story told to us by the Prophet was not told in vain rather it is told as the rest of the stories of the prophets to take heed from it and to benefit and follow as the Allah the Most High said in Surah Yusuf in 12.111 لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ Indeed in their stories there is a lesson for men of understanding Indeed in their stories there is a lesson for men of understanding
So therefore, the lesson is that we be patient if we are harmed and hurt, either by a saying or an action when it is done now, if we are hurt for the sake of da'wah to Allah, then we should be patient. And we should be patient on that which we hear or related to us from what is said because of the da'wah to Allah. And that we should see this as lifting of our degrees and expiation of our sins. Because it may be that in our da'wah there is a default or there is a fault or a defect in terms of ikhlas, of sincerity, or in the way of giving the da'wah and its methodology. So therefore this harm or this hurt which we may hear stands as an expiation for what may have occurred by us. Because it is known that whatever man does from any action, then the fact is a matter which may not be avoided and unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intends so so if the person is harmed in the cause of da'wah to Allah the most high then this is from the completion of his da'wah and lifting of his honor and degree so let him be patient and seek the reward and not turn away and not turn away he should not say that I, it's not binding upon me if I am hurt, if I get tired, but the obligation is to persevere and forbear and continue. And this life, is so is so short, days and it will go. So be patient until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings his command. And in the saying of Abdullah bin Mas'ud in this hadith, كأني أنظر إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو يحكي لنا It is as if I am looking at the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم while he was speaking this story to us there is evidence that the narrator or the one who is telling information may relay the information accompanied with that which strengthens the information and the report. And this is a matter common with people. You find them say, telling you a report or a news or something, and he was like asserting it to you, telling you, as if it is I am looking at such and such, while telling us this information, he is relating it to you. It is as if I am looking to him. He said this, that, and that. It is as if I am hearing his words right now. He said such and such. So if the person uses this style to affirm what have occurred, then he can do this because in the way of the Salaf, there is an example. Wallahu al-Muwaffiq. And all success is from Allah. This is the end of this hadith. And we move to the next two narrations. The hadith number 37 عن أبي سعيد وأبي هريرة رضي الله عنهما عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما يصيب المسلم من نصب 
ولا وصب ولا هم ولا حزن ولا أذى ولا غم حتى الشوكة يشاكها إلا كفر الله بها من خطاياه and this is متفق عليه and in the other hadith وعن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه قال دخلت على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو يوعك فقلت يا رسول الله إنك توعك وعكا شديدا قال أجل إني أوعك كما يوعك رجلان منكم قلت ذلك أن لك أجرين قال أجل ذلك كذلك ما من مسلم يصيبه أذى شوكة فما فوقها إلا كفر الله بها سيئاته وحطت عنه ذنوبه كما تحط الشجرة ورقها متفق عليه والوعك مغث الحمى وقيل الحمى in the hadith which is hadith number 37 from Abi Mas'ud and Abi Hurairah رضي الله تعالى عنه عنهما that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said no fatigue nor disease nor sorrow, nor sadness, nor hurt, nor distress befalls a Muslim, even if it were the prick he receives from a thorn, but Allah expiates some of his sins for that. This is the first hadith. The second hadith, it is the hadith of Ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma, who reported that he he said, I visited the Prophet ﷺ while he was suffering from a high fever. I said, O oh Allah's a messenger, you have a high fever. He said, yes, I have as much fever as two men of you. I said, is it because you will have a double reward? He said, yes, it is so. No Muslim is afflicted with any harm, even if it were the prick of a thorn, but that Allah expiates his sins because of that as a tree sheds its leaves. These two narrations, the hadith of Ibn Mas'ud and Abi Hurairah, the first one, number 37, and the second one of Ibn Mas'ud, in them there is evidence that matters of calamity, sorrow, distress, disease, sadness, fatigue, grief, and such, are expiations. And this is expiations for sins. And this is from the mercy and favor of Allah the Most High upon us. Allah tests His slaves with calamities, which will be expiations for His sins and causes his sins to fall away and man in this life will not and cannot stay all the time happy all the times it's a day up and a day down a day where he is pleased and a day where he is saddened some days he receives certain things others he may not so he is afflicted and tested in himself and in his body and in his society and in his family and the tests are numerous however with the believer كل المؤمن لكن المؤمن أمره كله خير 
However, the believer, as the Prophet said, his affair is always good. All of it is good. If he is touched by a calamity, he is patient. And so it is good for him. And if he is touched by uh, a pleasure, then he is thankful. And so it is good for him. So if a calamity befalls upon you, don't think that this sorrow and grief which befalls you, or this pain, even the pain of a thorn, don't think that this will go in vain. Rather, you will be compensated with it with good. Sins will be removed, will be removed, will fall, just as the tree sheds its leaves. And this is from the ni'mah of Allah. This is from the favor of Allah. And if then the person adds to it, adds to the patience, adds to it the anticipation of reward, then he will have another reward for that. So therefore calamities has two aspects to them. First, if the person is touched by one and he remembers the reward and anticipates that this calamity with Allah seeking his reward, therefore there will be two benefits for him. First benefit is the expiation of sins and the second is the increase in reward. The increase in reward. And, and, and secondly, he may forget the, the, the link to the reward. He may forget. And therefore, when the calamity touches him, his chest becomes restricted and becomes distressful and or the, or, 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 or the like. And then he becomes negligent concerning making intention for anticipating the reward with Allah so that he gets the expiation of sins. So in this case, he gets the expiation of the sins, so he is a winner under all the situations which befalls him. But for him to win both the expiations and uh, the reward and the anticipation of the reward this is certainly much better but if he neglects he may be he may receive the expiation without receiving the reward because he didn't intend anything and he wasn't patient and was not anticipating the reward or on the second situation as I repeat he may win two things. Expiation of sins and attainment of reward from Allah as preceded. And therefore, one should remember that if he is touched by harm or calamity, even with a thorn, 
let him remember anticipating the reward from Allah upon this calamity so that he is rewarded in addition to the expiation of sins and this is from the ni'mah of Allah the Most High and from his generosity that he tests the believers and then rewards him on this test or expiates the sins of him Falhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen the next narration the next narration 39 وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من يرد الله به خيرا يصد منه Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, said that the Messenger وسلم, said, He whom Allah intends good, he makes him to suffer from some affliction. Or if Allah intends to do good to someone, he afflicts him with trials. Afflicts him with trials. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may pre-decree calamities upon a person to test him. Is he going to be patient or is he going to be resentful? Is he going to be patient or resentful? This general hadith is restricted by other narrations which tells that that he whom Allah intends good and is patient and anticipates the reward so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts him so that he tests him however if he is not patient he may be touched by many calamities and there is no good and Allah did not intend good for him. So the kafirs are touched by many calamities, yet they stay on their kufr, on their disbelief, until they die on it. And so there is no doubt that Allah did not intend good for them. So what is meant therefore by this hadith is that whomever Allah wants to do good to them, and such that they are patient on these calamities, then this is from the good, which Allah had intended. Why? Because as preceded in the previous narrations, 37 and 38, that calamities are expiators of sins, and they remove the sins, cause them to fall, just as leaves fall off the trees. And there is no doubt that this is good, for the believer, for man. Why? Because what these calamities are at most worldly, which will be removed with days and become lighter with days. However, the punishment of the hereafter is the thing which stays and remains. وَالْعِيَادُ بِاللَّهِ We seek refuge in Allah from this. So therefore, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expiates 
your sins with these calamities, then this becomes good for you. Then this becomes good for you. So therefore we have learned from these narrations that patience and perseverance upon calamities leads to expiation of sins and leads to, in addition to that, of the reward, of more reward from Allah the Most High. And that thirdly, this is from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His favors upon His slaves. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who are touched by the ni'mah of Allah and who anticipate the reward and who are patient and persevering at times of calamities and who are not negligent concerning that. And may Allah the Most High give us steadfastness on this deen and make us from those who look and seek His pleasure and make our intentions sincere for His face and make us from those who will meet Him while He is pleased with us. وَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ وَالْمِنَّةِ وَاللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى الْمُوَفِّقُ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَى نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمٍ